TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Badlands Podcast, the only podcast out there that is 100% chiselled and is now only on the Cheshire Media Group, or RRP Smart to Death. Um, I am Mags, and with me, as always, uh, my podcast wife, Mr. Paul Talley. Paul, how are you this fine day? Feeling good, feeling positive. How about you? Mm, that's what a segue what an absolute segue uh yeah i'm doing really well um i a bit despite actually over one thing i thought my uh copy of tony oaks pro skater 2 was going to get delivered today but it was just a, a charger so hermes oh. can go and suck a fat one you don't have it yet uh, I, i'm, well, I'm yeah. in a similar uh, boat um i'm waiting for my um my first ever piece of shota umino merch he's got a t-shirt out i've ordered it I got told days ago it was coming, and I still don't have it. I was hoping to model it for you guys tonight. Oh, that, that, you'll be able to model it next week if it turns up. It might still be printing it. Maybe. Maybe they didn't think anyone would possibly buy it. I mean, I appreciate that you wore a mankini tonight, though. You might as well chip in. Yeah. And I, was gonna, like, I appreciate you wore a mankini tonight, though, Tully, instead of the T-shirt. I thought I'd make an effort for you, pal. Thank you, thank you. It's it's nice, it's nice. I I, I didn't realise how much chest hair you had. <laughs> he's, he's he's shaved using Manscaped for you, which you can get uh, your lawnmower 3.0 using the cord foul, <laughs> which I don't even know is actual cord. Uh, but even though he's just interrupted without even being introduced, let's introduce our very special guest. It's a uh, the the absolute meme legend, all memes, no dreams, Mr. Fowl original. Fowl, how are you? I'm very well. Sorry, I had to interrupt because like <laughs> I didn't realise, yeah. Man. How much, yeah, Tolly is become my muse for memes. Like, you have to understand, yeah. If you listen to this show, like, obviously, you know Tolly. You all know Tolly. Like, and on wrestling Twitter, he's very wholesome, nice guy, yeah, all the time. And everybody likes to pick on him. I like to do it in a creative <laughs> way. That is very true. <laughs> Yours is the most insidious way because you. Because you <laughs> Pretend you're being nice <laughs> and including me in your art, but <laughs> you are my muse, Tolly. You're literally my muse. Like I, I don't even understand. The other day, like one of my um, one of one of my particular memes came from like uh, Five Nerds Go. They were mentioning like a really old British TV show, which is like the Really Wild Show, and I was like, I can put his face on Terry Nutkins, and then I couldn't, and then I thought, well, I can do it on this other guy, and then it yeah, it looked really really weird, but um. It's fun. And then I put him on a cover for the PWI 500. And I was very impressed with that. I think he looked great. Like, if, if anything, your art, you being in my art has increased it at least 5%. <laughs> <laughs> Remember me when it comes to commission. 
Of course, man. Of course, you're going to get all the credit for all of these. Like, don't you worry about that. <laughs> but um, Especially the bad credit. <laughs> exactly, all the bad credit. You are going to get all the PPIs, all the PPIs. But, um, but, uh, <laughs> but, but no, thank you so much for having me on. I'm Foul Original, at Foul underscore on the Twitter, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, memeing all the time. And I'm so happy to be welcomed on to Badlands again. Um, it's had a, such a fun time every time, every time I'm on here. And uh, it's great to catch up with Mags and Tolly. And especially Tolly, because Mags is always on Twitter, but Tolly isn't until I put out like a picture with his face on it. It's <laughs> selective with his social media interaction. Is is Paul? I'm only interested in my own face. Oh, we all? <laughs> not, 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 <laughs> not enough people, people tweet my face. <laughs> no, I shouldn't say that because that's going to get people. <laughs> you could be you could, you could become the British David Lagreca. <laughs> is that a good thing? Got a good face. That's, he's got a very cherubic face, as as Paul. Mm. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I deliberately kept the opening topic away from you guys. Uh, normally, when we have a guest on, they they give us their Rushmore of the greatest wrestlers, but obviously Fowler has been on this show uh, before, uh, so we, we we change it up for for reoccurring guests, uh, and normally we'll let them know what 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 the topic's going to be. But I wanted to uh, to keep it a little bit of a secret because we've got kind of a very tenuous link between the three of us. Uh, I do uh, posts every now and again uh, of of the food that I've made. Uh, Fowler's done that as well, and. Uh, Paul has uh, has eaten some very horrific things, so we have got a link about uh, about food. So what I wanted to get is a Mount Rushmore from each of us of what we would order if we went for um, um, a meal out or like a pub lunch or a romantic date, things like that. Um, so how does that sound to you guys? It's making me hungry. I, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm, let me go and let me go turn the lights down. Let me use my dimmer switch. Well, to, to give you guys a bit of uh, uh, inspiration and a little bit of time to come up with yours, I'll fire mine off first. Uh, so my first pick would obviously be being a uh, a carnivore. It would be a steak cooked blue uh, with probably some some sweet potato. Ch- chips uh in a yeah a lovely peppercorn sauce i think so yeah i'd go with a, a blue steak then what uh keep going for steak. what what cut are you going for ribeye yeah. all yep. day if ribeye as on the menu that's the only cut uh mm-hmm. then keeping with the steak theme i'm going to go with uh the classic pub lunch uh steak and el pie uh i like mine with mashed potato so you're having steak and steak and el pie I'm not ordering all at once. This is four different times I'm going. Oh right, it. okay. Yeah, it's ain't it's ain't carvery. It's ain't harvester. <laughs> <laughs> you say carvery? That's actually my third pick. I absolutely love a good carvery, and I make yes. sure I get one of all the meats available. So carvery is my third pick, and then my fourth pick. Um, it's the classic. It's a it's a curry. I like to go for the hottest curry available. So. Uh, perhaps it'd be a Vindaloo or Madras, but yep, chicken curry. So my four would be a blue steak, uh, 
steak and pie, a decent carver, and then a, a hot chicken curry. Nice choice. Nice. Mm. Thank you very much. So, does it have to um, be mains? If you want to mix it up, Mr. Taller, you can mix it up. You can order a four-course meal if you like. Oh, very interesting. Val, would you like to go next with your with your four picks of, uh, of restaurant meals that you would order? Yeah, so it's a very, very nice one. So I'm a classy, sophisticated kind of guy, as you all know. So uh, <laughs> Classy chick. Yeah, I'm a classy chick, I am. So, you don't uh, put out on the first date. I don't, unless they unless they take me to, like, Pizza Hut Buffet, and then, you know, that's in the afternoon. That That's serious stuff, that is. But um, Pizza Hut, so, so number one, obviously, as you all know, I love my pizzas. So um, first meal would be an actual Pizza Hut buffet because the best thing about a Pizza Hut buffet is the unlimited pizza, number one, and they've got a good salad bar. Um, and all the pizza turns up hot. And the really cool thing is, is that you can uh, mess with other people sometimes uh, when you go up to the pizza by telling them that black actually means meat, but sometimes it means vegetable, you know, like on the little like pizza slice thing. It's confusing. It's kind of like a bit of a gamble. Like sometimes they don't know if it's meat or veg when they bring the pizza out. Uh, good thing I can eat both of them. Um, it's so pizza. Mystery pizza. So yeah, that's another good thing about the buffet as well. Sometimes you just rock up and you don't even know what's on the pizza. You just go with your eyes closed. You might knock <laughs> a few kids over. Yeah, but that's just part of the game. And, you know, everyone loves hot cheese. So that's first. Um, that's why you're on a register. I can, I, can I quickly inter- interject there. Of course. So if you're at Pizza Hut, what um, what flavour are you putting in your cola? Oh, okay. So I like this one, yeah. So I've always been, yeah, a mix, a sir mix a lot, yeah. I like big cups, and I cannot lie. So I like, <laughs> I, I constantly, yeah. Um, I'll constantly go, and this is my mix. So you go to the post mix machine. And you go half Coke or cola, whatever they've got, yeah. It's Pizza Hut, so we know that they've got Coke, so it's fine. So you go up, you get your Coke. Um, that's half of the cup. Then quarter and quarter, Sprite and Fanta. And a little oh. bit of Coke on the top. I know it's... It's because it's, it's almost like having a hint of fruit in a Coke. That's too much fruit. What, you, got, you got lemon, lime and orange all in there. And whatever is in, whatever's in Coke. I don't even know what Coke is. It's the most delicious thing that you can have Just sometimes. Vegetables, isn't it? it? It depends who you buy it off. Is it not, is it not the, <laughs> co- the same plant where they get cocaine from? I think it is. I don't know. I thought that was a myth. No, nah, I think it's some kind of thing they use it, in like the industrial industry. I've heard of coke all the then, time with this smelting factor. Yeah, tar. <laughs> Just tar. <laughs> I thought that's what they call the black stuff I heard in the original days. But um, so that's 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 the first one is the pizza buffet. Uh, and then the second one <clears throat> would be a, a, a teppanyaki. So I would like to go to somewhere Ooh, like banging shout. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nice teppanyaki. You turn up, especially like the ones where you can cook it yourself. Like we used to have one in Birmingham where you could go up and they just bring all the stuff up to you and you have like a hot plate on your table and then you cook it yourself. Like that is like the best. And plus you get to show off your cooking skills um, to anyone that's at the table or your lack thereof. Or you're, if you get too drunk, sometimes you, like, you put your hand on there every now and then and it wakes you up. So it's good. So if you're drinking a lot of sake and you want to wake up, put your hand on a hot plate. Um, 
<laughs> so that would be my second one is a teppanyaki, and I'd probably go for something like a beef, um, a beef black bean um, with um, egg noodles, and I would like some prawn crackers on the side as well. Um, and I would drink some. I drink at least, oh, drink at least two servings of sake hot sake there's a really nice place here in birmingham that actually does it um and i went and had a japanese meal not that long ago and let's just say it's a lot more alcoholic than you give it credit for <laughs> that's a fine choice there's a there's a cracking um uh, teppanyaki place in manchester yeah oh it's 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 gorgeous it's uh, so it's great pick what's third um, third, um, I would actually also go for a carvery because um, there's a place here and you guys might have it as well, like, uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's like a big buffet place in the city centre and you can go there and basically like have whatever you want um, and they have a really good carvery. But unless you go to like a really classy, nice pub, like a nice Sunday carvery, you cannot be going and getting like the full works. Like, and also, especially for someone like me who likes to cook, but doesn't like to have to do all of that stuff on a Sunday, it's the perfect cheat meal as well. Um, and just like you, Mags, one of every animal, please. Like I go straight Correct. up and I'm like, and I'm like, you give me one of all of these. Um, I'm going to be having mashed potato, any variant of potato they can give me. So mashed. Um, I'm going to get some baked. I'm going to get loads of veg. Um, I'm going to get a hell of a lot of gravy. I'm going to like walk away with a tray full of Yorkshire puddings. Um, and I am going to be just hankering for some apple crumble at the end of that. Because that's all part of the car. Oh, speaking my language there, Hal. You oh. are speaking my language. If... If you go to a carvery place where they limit you to, to one meat, which is your go-to meat? I have to go for... Mm, normally, they're really, really good on the roast pork. So I normally go for that. Like, beef is... Like, I normally look at, like, how it all looks. But if it looks mm. like the pork's been out for ages, I'll go for the beef. If not, it's got to be a nice, like, bit of pork. Because that will take me on to number four which is um, my fourth meal, which is a classic pub meal, which is gammon, egg and chips. Oh. Nothing can beat a little bit of gammon, egg and chips. I'm trying to bring the British back here to this bake-off. And I truly am. Like, I feel like there's too many Americans in the podcast space and we need to start taking back some of the Britishness and gammon, eggs and chips. Yes, with beans on the plate as well. I would happily eat that any day of the week with a nice classy stout on the side would you not switch the egg for pineapple oh like you know what yeah i've tried that combo but i'm not like it's really nice taste combo like people don't understand like it they work together so well but um i don't know like the pint like sometimes it feels like they have just got it out of a can like yeah i if I want pineapple, I want I want someone to have, a, have potentially almost cut themselves to give me that pineapple. Like that's what I want. <laughs> you want it dripping with blood, not a Del Monte sticker. <laughs> exactly on a blood pineapple, not a blood orange. Like, that's what I want. <laughs> wow, Paul. Now we've give you some thinking time and a few uh, few decent options there. Now no stock cubes are off the table. 
You've got to go with something that you can actually order off a menu. Well, I'm sure they would serve it to me if I if I paid the right price. <laughs> and never darken their establishment again. It's not it's not really filling though. It's just like a little amuse bouche. Um, well, I don't want to be left out of you two at the carvery. I want to be at the carvery as well. Yeah. But I want mine. I want mine served in a Yorkshire pudding. Oh. Yeah. That's what you mean. You want the you want the very classic Yorkshire pudding, big massive <laughs> Yorkshire pudding, size of the plate, and uh, yeah, just just the work. The carvery works. My my go to is beef as long as it's got a bit of colour. Usually doesn't have a bit of colour on the carvery, so I have it anyway. Beef would always be my third choice. I'd always go behind. It's either the gammon or the pork, then the turkey, and then beef. It's, I like beef, but beef joints tend to be. They dry out quick, so if they have been there a while, you 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 chewing boot leather. Yeah, that's what the gravy's for. Yeah, but it drinks all the gravy. Yeah, true, true. I never touched the gammon on, on a carvery. But Tommy ah. drinks all the gravy in the north. I, I don't think gammon's a, a Sunday dinner meat. Oh, so it's not traditional. No. <laughs> so I want to join you. I want to join you at the carvery. Um, you can then... be at the kids' table. <laughs> Do I get a colour in? For the four ninety nine option, you get Fine. one small Yorkshire pudding, <laughs> but unlimited veg, <laughs> free fruit. <laughs> Wait, can we take can we take Tolly to Morrison's, please? Because I'm running out of apples and I really need some. <laughs> Just grab a handful of them. <laughs> Wonky yeah, apples. That's a good pick. Carver is a classic. They actually Americans don't know what they're missing with a, with a, a good carver. No, they don't. Uh, next up, big fat juicy burger. It's got to have probably got to have two patties in it. It's got to have it's got to have onion, onion rings in it. Oh, it's got to no. have barbecue oh, sauce in it, and it's got to have like preferably a Monterey Jack in it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. Take the onion rings off and we'll talk. No, I've no, got no, no, no. onion rings in a burger. Love it. You can have them to the side. No. You can have the onion rings to the side. Nah, mate. That's how you make a rodeo burger. Like, that's... I love that burger. That's like... Tolly. Tolly, that's not... That's a good... That's a good shout, mate. Yeah. You've got good taste. Rodeo's yeah, a great burger. one time, mate. That's a good... That's what, a good shout. What bun would you have? Ooh. Lightly toasted brioche. Oh, I love a brioche. Yeah. I love a brioche. Great pick. Yep. Mm-hmm. Number three, nice bit of pork belly. Oh. Pork belly on a, you know, bit of mash and uh, some kind of fancy jus or sauce. You, you you know your jus and sauces. I don't. I just take whatever's on the menu. <laughs> a pork is good with, like, applesauce, something sweet. Uh yeah, I like, yeah, I like it when they get that that like a like on MasterChef they take a knife of apple and they kind of spread it on the plate no, like a little artistic that, smear. That annoys the fuck out of me. Oh really? When I see it, I go I, I I cringe inside and I just want to like pick up the plate and lob it. Yeah, the painting across it annoys. Just leave a blob of it there so it's there's plenty of me to go at. Don't spread it all the way across the plate because I might not want to mix it in with some stuff. I might just want to keep it with the meat. No, I want, mine, I want mine painted on, mainly because it annoys you. I want it even more so now. <laughs> you know, around my end, there's not a lot of places that actually do a decent pork belly. No, I'm quite lucky, yeah. I, I, had, I had one uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was very nice. Mm-hmm. 
when it comes to a plate for me, yeah, I always look at like like Mags is saying like he wants like a blob of whatever it is, yeah. I like when people like do that thing, you know, like the little painting thing. Some if if it keeps it away from the food. So like if they just like whack it on the plate and it's like greased and stuff, and, like the plate looks disgusting, then to me I don't want to eat it, yeah. But if it's done like classily, like I like it, and like the plates that I've been putting out, like I spent ages because I fucked up like the the like the uh, the zigzag because I learned the zigzag when I used to work it as a waiter a long time ago, and I remember like one of my proudest days was like putting that little plop, the little fucking zigzag as they went out to the kitchen, and all these waiting staff looked at me like I was the like artistic. No, I wasn't artistic, <laughs> mate. I was the one that they got to go and do it because I had nothing better to do. I got paid like eight pounds an hour to just paint on some plates. It's fantastic. <laughs> Living the dream. Mm. I love that, doing that with like olive oil as well. Just spraying it all over the kitchen. Just so you can... <laughs> just you pretend you're a chef. <laughs> Waste half a bottle of extra virgin. One arm in the air. That is the Harriet. <laughs> well, right right on from six it. foot up. Wow. Round your Mount Rushmore off, Paul. Eat and mess. Ooh. Oh. Oh, damn. Have... Um, it all depends on the, the fruit that goes in it. Oh, it's got to be red fruits. It's got to be strawberries, mm. basically. Mm. No? What, what are you putting in an eating mess? Like, like blueberries, loganberries. Yeah, I'm, I'm a purple fruit guy. Okay. Mm. No, I, I like I like the more traditional, just eat a, eat a mess. Nice and sweet. You, are you going for double cream or are you going to go for cream? Like, what do you have with your eating mess? Because I've, I've recently discovered, like, well, last year, I don't have any money at the moment, but I discovered last year, double cream, which is, like, it's it's very Moorish. I didn't realise, like, I could just sit there and drink cream all day. Like you a mean, cat. You've, you've only just discovered double cream. Not only, I mean, like, last year, yeah. I mean, I only discovered <laughs> how much I would miss it when it wasn't, like, available oh, okay. to me. Yeah, because... Um, no, I love it, mate. Like I, I like I used to, but with eat and mess and stuff. Like we're going back to like the crumbles and all that kind of stuff. Eat and mess is one of my favourite desserts because you can have it with either cream or custard. But it's always nice to know what people have it with because I like to have eat and mess cold with cream. But I've known a lot of people that tend to have it with custard, which I just think I feel like it's a tolly thing to do. So I would thought like I'd ask. No, no, I wouldn't go custard. I'd I'd go double cream. Yeah. Yeah, and it's got to be cold. It's got to be cold. Whipped right. until you can like basically turn the spoon over and it sticks mm. to it. Yeah, and you can put it over your head. Yeah. Yep. So you can like flag your drive with it. It's got to be that thick. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I will pick the restaurant we're going to based on if they've got eaten mess on the menu. Fuck everything else. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. So that's a good thing to do. You call in advance. You like, and they like, hello. Uh, this is a restaurant which is no longer open because of the like pandemic. And they're like, yes. And then you say, have you got eaten mess? And they're like, no. And they're like, oh, well, that's a shame. Would you like a table? End of conversation. I like that. Beep. Like that. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even check if they've got bookings, like any seats available. And it's like that could be the only call they got all pandemic. And you're like, fuck them. It's really awkward when you call him McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how, how much pork belly you get from McDonald's as well. Not, Every day of my life, I get turned away from McDonald's because they haven't got... They're not known for their, their uh, like red wine jus at McDonald's. 
It's like they've got Muck Cafe. They're opening up their new franchise very soon. Muck Soiree. The problem is, yeah, it's just it's just a little too late for everyone. <laughs> wow. Oh well, there were some great picks. I'm actually really hungry now, even though I have just eaten. Uh, the same. I'm starving now. <laughs> I've eaten as well. I ate before this because I knew that you guys would get me hungry or angry or one of them. But I figured hungry is probably the other one. It's your boy Rez, a.k.a. Ray Cash from the Outsiders Edge. I'm here with my brother, Kyle. And we just want to shout out the Badlands podcast. Check it out. The Mount Rushmore of podcasting. You have Darren, Mags, you have Paul Tolly. Check them out. Share Shot Radio Network. Come out every week. Give them a listen. Check them out. They're a great show, y'all. If you haven't heard them before, it's a lot of fun. It's an awesome show. We're big fans here at The Edge. And check out all the other shows here at The Chair Shot where you can always use your head. And if you don't like that, we don't give a fuck. Thanks for listening. So let's get on to the main topic now. Foul, last time you were on this show, we uh, did Wrestling Raw Stories and we... uh, we said that you'd be back to cover more because there were a lot of funny wrestling role story to cover. Uh, and that is definitely still going to happen. We can't wait for that. But um, with your kind of memeing and the kind of like positive influence you've had on the uh, the wrestling community as of late and the fact that wrestling kind of needs a little bit of positivity recently. It's been quite a, a toxic place. Uh, we thought we'd, we'd do a Mount Rushmore of the positive things in wrestling. And you would be the perfect person to to handle that topic. Um, so let's start with you. What's your first uh, your first positive in wrestling? Well, I mean, personally, and yeah, I'm going to put myself of a tiny bit in this first one. But I have in wrestling to me has been with me my, like, my whole life, and for a lot of us in the community, um, and this year from January up until this period now. So we're recording on the the start of September. Start of September. <laughs> so um, it, I have been, I have been lifted and safely, like almost like looked after by the wrestling community for the past nine months, essentially with um, helping me out with anything and everything not just like money was like way down on the line everything else just like motivation and keeping me going and so within wrestling um, as such positive like the first thing I want to put on that Matt Rushmore is that there is unity and that we are all wrestling fans like and that's something that I think that this pandemic especially has shown that there's a lot of people that instead of just like, obviously the arguments and stuff, toxicity, but the fir- the thing that really brought everyone together is like people would talk about matches from the old days or talk about things that are happening. And I think that the dialogue that's happening within wrestling um, now, especially it's a lot more honest and open and that makes it positive. Not everything doesn't have to be like la di da di da, but you got to be serious sometimes, but I think that it's great that um, people can do that now without it feeling cynical. Because I think up until quite recently, people were very cynical when you were like, "Hey, I'm positive person," because they're like, "But why? What? What is? Why? Why are you positive?" And it's like, well, because it takes a lot more energy to be like angry about something. So that's my first very roundabout kind of first thing I put on there, which is just that 
the community, the community in general. Yeah, the community. Yeah, um, it's a great pick. Uh, Paul, is it my turn to go first this week, or is it your turn? I can never remember. I'm not entirely sure. It feels like ages since we last yeah. recorded. Even though it was literally a week ago. You can go first if you want, if you'd like. Well, I'm going to double down on what Val said. One of my picks was uh, the internet wrestling community. Uh, my kind of view on it is um, you get a lot of focus on it being negative. You get a lot of people that are saying, oh, the internet wrestling community is toxic. Uh, but I know uh, from my experience that there's plenty of kind of positives from being a, a member of this uh, this community we've got. Um and the first thing that really jumps out as at me is the fact it takes watching wrestling from uh, being kind of like a solo pastime, something that you do on your own, to where you can have active conversations with people uh, literally whilst you're at the comfort of your own home or in some cases uh, in the mum's basement. Um, and even when like the, the wrestling shows are over, uh, you still have these conversations, they still don't end, and, and you're also not kind of limited to your close friends or people who you know. The conversations are with people half the world away. I mean, how many times have we uh, spent hours and hours talking to people from America or someone like Josh from Australia? Uh, even people in Guam, we had a conversation with a, with a um, one-man crew from one-man Guam. Crew, yeah. Even people who live in the the ghetto of Stevenage, we even had chats with people from there. Um, even Bristol, even Bristol, even Bristol and Birmingham. Yes, exactly. Uh, but another great thing uh, that kind of gets overlooked with the wrestling community is it helps you expand your wrestling knowledge. Uh, how many times have you been a wrestling fan and not known about a certain promotion or a certain wrestler and, and you've uh, you've got in conversation about it and you've gone out and actively looked for that, that uh, company? I mean, I did it very recently with Synergy. I've become a big fan of Synergy through talking with the likes of uh, Queen and Tiff uh, and to the point where we've had Colin on our shows and really helped promote their events. Um, now, that's not me kind of like painting the, the, the community as, as a perfect place. It's definitely got its own toxic side. I will, I'll definitely admit that um, whenever you get a community of people, there's always going to be a small section that want to kind of bring the mood down. Uh, you get uh, negativity, you get trolls. Uh, and even when it's sometimes hard to, to kind of ignore that bullying or that abuse, uh, I think it, it just bears uh, repeating and it needs to be remembered that those people are very much in the minority. They may have the loudest voices, but scratch underneath that surface of, of, of negativity and there's way more people who just want to be positive and have a level-headed conversation and and just be happy to be a part of a wrestling community. So, yeah, I'm going to double down with Fowl and I'm going to go with uh, our first uh, pick as the, the IWC, the Internet Wrestling Community. Yeah, I'd agree with you both. Um, being part of the community is... Uh... It, it, it is special. I've, I've, for me, all my all my favourite kind of pay per views I watch or wrestling shows I watch have been with with other people, kind of with me in the room. But obviously, coming from the UK, all pay per views, whether they're in America or Japan, are on at ridiculous times of day. <laughs> so, so it's just it's just not practical. So it's, it's a, you know, the IWC community and the Twitter community allow you 
to do that with every pay-per-view and every show and it is really fun to be a part of as long as you can ignore those negative voices and i've got i've got a lot a lot more happier with the uh with the mute button recently um it is a really positive place mm-hmm. it's as positive as you make it if you surround yourself with the negativity it's going to breed it's going to fester but if you surround yourself with uh healthy uh debate and people who, who can take criticism but still kind of have a decent conversation it makes it a, a really really wonderful place to be involved yeah i think and that, i think that's the major point yeah and that's the major point about i think where people talk about like positivity and you know like cynicism about it and stuff it's that when it comes to any social media platform like i've recently you guys talked about like totally talk about the mute button and stuff like and being more liberal with it i never used to really like i wanted to be able to speak to everyone and i kind of had this feeling in my mind where i was like well even if we have a disagreement over something we can still have a conversation but there are some people that are just out there to there are some people that choose to use twitter as a way to just get a personal vendetta over or they want to just be angry for angry sake and i think what it is as you said those loudest voices negativity a lot of people say negativity like block negativity and stuff it's criticism and as you said mags it's if people are willing to i'm never going to know everything no one is ever going to know everything you can't say you know everything because that is factually a lie Mm -hmm. but if you can be graceful in when you're wrong like i was tweeting out the other day during nxt live and i've really enjoyed doing uh, the live tweet alongs i'm loving them because you get to have that instant conversation with people and i was like talking about nxt and i said oh well the performance center looks a little bit different and then someone corrected me on twitter now i'm in the now in theory i should know that and in any other community i feel like i would have been like lambasted for that but instead, I was like, oh, my God, thank you for that you know, that piece of information I wouldn't know. Um, and I think that's what I love the wrestling community for. Like, there's so many people that are afraid to ask questions, but there are so many people out there that are willing to have a conversation in a very respectful way. Like, and if you're going to do that, then you're someone that I want to talk to. Yeah. Some of, some of the best conversations I've had is with people who I don't agree with because you 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 learn more. I think that's made me a better, kind of more rounded fan because I've learned stuff about wrestling that I, I didn't know before through having those conversations. Yeah, Absolutely. I would I would never meet someone I disagree with. I, I'd meet someone I get into a confrontation with if, if it's their yeah. fault. They've instigated, they're looking for an argument mm-hmm. deliberately mm-hmm. but but i see one of the one of my pet hates I, that i hate the most is when i see stuff like if you if you support donald trump then unfollow me and block me and all that what why uh, i would never be like and if i do see that i, I, I tend to block that person <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like i'm i'm all about yeah like on social media i'm all about having a stand and like i, I like you'll know from like certain things i've done in the past like i don't like to have big large like arguments with people because i don't think that when we're talking about wrestling that shouldn't be part of it when mm-hmm. it comes to politics and i saw this over um the like the past few months of may and june you know obviously there are a lot of really really real world issues going on and people were kind of unsure of what to say and so was i but because it was moving so fast, I was never going to speak to someone and say, because you have a different political ideology to me, I cannot speak to you. Because on the internet, 
most people have a different political ideology to you. So you're never going to find someone that is exactly the same as you. So you can embrace that and say, okay, teach me about what you know. Or you can just go, well, you're wrong, have an argument. And then what does that do for anyone? I am, I'm very much of the opinion that, as, as Mag says, as you do as well, Tali, like, you kind of, you can, you can make Twitter however you want it to be. Or you can just get into arguments with people all the time. And mm -hmm. I, I stopped doing, like, the last time I think I called someone out was because I was like, this is shitty. And I think that was RSN. And I don't think I should say their whole name. But it was them. And then a lot of people at the same time. And you can, but you can also see how fearful people were of calling them out. Because people didn't want to be that kind of person. But um, but no, it's it's great. I think that the internet wrestling community now, I feel, has matured, and I also have matured. So I won't be like going for the low hanging fruit and stuff. You want to have a conversation. You don't just want to go ah, like because it doesn't help anyone. But um, but yeah, definitely, internet wrestling community has been one of the best things that I feel like I have been a part of um, ever. Same, absolutely same. That's um, a really good point, that on, on maturing yourself as well. Because I, I felt like I, had to, I had to have a look at myself and how I was conducting myself in in conversations. Mm. And kind of, I don't know, I think I think it's natural instinct when you first start using Twitter or social media to go in very matter-of-fact in the conversations and just say, Seth Rollins is the best. That, 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 that's no way to start a conversation. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, you have to... You have to kind of appreciate that's your opinion, and kind of, kind of, uh, what's the, what's the word like? Uh, encourage, encourage a counterpoint. Yes, exactly. Give and take. Exactly. Yeah. Or give and take. Yeah, yeah. Like my whole thing is, we always competition makes everyone better, and just like in a conversation, like you don't raise the stakes of a conversation, but you kind of go, well, this is this is what I think please i would like to know what you think like not in a kind of i think twitter is really interesting and like looking at it like because i've kind of been living in it now for the past few months it's almost like a really good projection of yourself and people will know when you're being genuine and people will know when you're not um and if you can get to a point where you can be your genuine self and have a genuine conversation people tend to be genuine back to you mm -hmm. and you get to have a real conversation where it is instead of it just being yeah like seth rollins is the best and then you go no seth rollins is not the best you kind of go well actually he was pretty good at the beginning of and then you go oh my god we're having like a real conversation about this like real people and it's so magical something it really is it's magical man like the amount of times it's happened is great so, yeah, both of us going with internet wrestling community for our first picks. Uh, Vito in that poll, yeah, yay or nay? I, I've, I've decided before, I'm going to spoiler, but I've decided before before we started recording that as it's a positivity episode, I've put my vetoes to one side. So feel free, you're safe tonight. That's very magnanimous. Uh, I can't promise the same. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we'll go to Foul for his second pick. 
Okay, so um, I'm gonna. This is this isn't just. This is more of a kind of um, positivities of wrestlers, and so I wanted to kind of name a few wrestlers, um, and they're gonna all be lumped into a the good that wrestlers and wrestling can do for people. Mm-hmm. So um, I've got Titus O'Neil. Yeah. Um, I've got The Rock. Um, John Cena and DDP. So all of these are lumped in as one, but it's basically all the different things that wrestling can do for people in a way of enriching their lives. So obviously DDP, DDP yoga, something which has stopped for a lot of professional wrestlers from looking to pain medication and ways that would have shortened their life and potentially end their life um, and has helped to foster a new kind of, um, you know, like a new look at what yoga is especially because I know that women like a very macho sport it's the kind of akin to um, a football player doing ballet you need to have someone out there that first says look this is fine for everyone else to do it um, Cena all of the work that he has done for for kids out there and for people and the love that he's had for wrestling like no one I think ever in the history of professional wrestling other than John Cena, who loved wrestling for wrestling and not just a cash cow. Um, And even now, the stuff that he says on Twitter, like, he's such a nice guy. He seems like just such a nice guy. Um, uh, The Rock, uh, obviously, some really sad news at the moment um, with himself and his family contracting COVID. Um, Very sad. Uh, And my thoughts go out to him, but The Rock, his he was one of the first people that was like the most motivational meme. Like he was that first person that went out there. You'd see that thing up in gyms. Like I went to gyms every now and then. Yeah. And I went to this one gym and they just had the rocks quote. And this is like 2002. So it's a long time ago. It was like 2002, 2003. And it was just one of his quotes about um, motivation and seeing what he's done from, from then to now um, and kind of, looking to him as a kind of guiding light uh definitely put him in there and i also had um the young books there as well um for um young books and cody Rhodes as one which is betting on yourself knowing your worth innovating creating and doing something and inspiring people like me to take a bet on myself because i wouldn't have if they hadn't so um it's so it, it's a it's a all all in one, but it's the good that wrestling can do um, for people and society. Yeah. So basically, I've, I've encompassed that as uh, wrestlers who use their status for uh, for the good of the world, basically. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's a, it's a great pick. Absolutely great pick. And some. Um, yeah, these these guys they could have easily rested on the laurels, made the millions, and and faded away into the sunset. But they've used that kind of a that stature they've got to to help people. And and like I said, DDP is not not only helping um, like the community and and the people generally. It's helping really like physically broken down wrestlers to recover, which is absolutely amazing. Really giving back. And I've done DDP yoga and fuck it hurts. Oh it hurts. It's 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 definitely not your mama's yoga. Definitely not. So Paul, let's go to you for our second pick. Yeah that leads that leads me nicely on to mine actually. Um 
I, mine is very spe- very specific and 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 a story that that I, I only found out about in the in the past couple of weeks. Um, again, through the community on Twitter, and they're one that I thought deserves to be shared a bit more, but um, because because it doesn't it is it, it it's not likely to have any focus. Um, kind of if if you do follow me on Twitter, you, you'll know that kind of one of my favourite promotions right now is Pro Wrestling Noah. Um, and when I was uh, when I went to Japan to watch Wrestle Kingdom, I went to see um, Pro Wrestling Noah two days two days after in Corican Hall. And uh, when I was there, I was I was really taken by the popularity of one wrestler in particular. I didn't know anything about Pro Wrestling Noah before this. Um, and even though he didn't he didn't seem uh, particularly prominent on the card at all, he was just in a in a normal tag match. Um, no title or, or, or anything like that, but he was immensely popular with the crowd. Um, and that wrestler was a, a guy called um, Hajime, oh, oh, Hajime O'Hara, who's um, he's a, an MMA trained wrestler, junior heavyweight wrestler, um, very, a very good wrestler. Um, uh, and yeah, like I said, he, he's popular, and I came away from it um, as a fan of him as well. Um, now, in, in Japan, you've got a feature of Japanese wrestling is that a wrestler or a stable um, tend to produce their own shows under the company banner. And every year, um, Hajime O'Hara produces a show called Cults Kawasaki in his in his hometown of Kawasaki, um, which is kind of pro wrestling Noah's uh, big show, oh, big end of show summer before kicking off the N1 victory, which is basically the, the, like their version of the G1. Mm-hmm. But what he what he does when um, what I found out that when he produces this show is um he really makes it an event kind of celebrating his hometown and uh um well, should say kawasaki is his hometown so he makes it an event and puts on um like um traditional dance and traditional theater and and invites an orchestra to play and puts on like local entertainment um before the show kind of giving you know, giving his home fans like a, a celebration when they're in town, but also giving the traveling fans a taste, a taste of his hometown of uh, of Kawasaki. But then, what he also does is he um, he partners with uh, local local organizations, so he can provide all the kids and all the all the elderly who who attend this show um, with free soya milk um, for the show, which um, which wow. is pretty good. And like I said, he is, he is only a wrestler. Um, and this year, obviously, this year it, it, it happened a, a few weeks ago, and uh, this year, obviously, coronavirus affected, so he couldn't do any of the kind of the the entertainment around the show and stuff like that. But what he did do, and and I think this is amazing, is uh, he created um, or provided an, an audio description commentary for fans who are visually impaired. Um, wow! So, so they could put on they put on the headphones and enjoy enjoy the wrestling show just like everybody else and um just hearing this story and um i heard it from um his army who if you're a pro wrestling noah fan um she's basically the twitter account to go to for all all pro wrestling noah news and she's got a fantastic fantastic blog as well um yeah uh, and i just think if, if if one one wrestler can can do all that to improve the the fan experience of going to a show. Imagine how much more positive the experience be if if every wrestler kind of kind of went at it with that that amount of, of gusto. Um, 
and, and it just appears to be a, a measure of the man looking like looking into more of what his army's said about him. He's on local government health boards in Kawasaki. He's a voluntary fireman. He puts on exercise classes for the elderly. He's um he's just an incredible. In, sounds like an incredible guy, and in I'm going to put him forward in much the same way under the same kind of category as foul wrestlers who because let's face it wrestlers get again a bad rap in 2020 so let's let's pick out the good the good apples and uh and highlight them mm-hmm. yep it's a great great pick i cannot fault it and i think what makes it kind of mean more is the fact he hasn't done it to kind of stroke his own ego I mean, I, that's the first I've ever heard of it, uh, which means obviously it's it's not like he's gone out to to kind of like get press or 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 like stroke from it. He's literally just wanted to provide for for his community, and that's absolutely amazing. Yeah. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat. Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket. Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. That's why I wanted to pull it out, because like I said, I'd never heard of it, and, I, and I'm a bit, a bit of a Noah fan now, so... so Anyone who doesn't watch Noah is not, not going to have feared of that. And again, massive credit to um, his army for, for 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 making all that known in the through her blogs and her podcasts, etc. Yeah, it's a it's a stellar pick, and I cannot fault it whatsoever. Um, Fal, let's go back to you for your third pick, sir. Well, again, like positivity in wrestling, it's uh, it's kind of few and far between. And we've spoken about people that are rest like organizations or stuff that have done really, really good work um, for professional wrestling. Um, there's the major thing that I kind of look to when it comes to any of these picks is that it's more about what it does for everyone than what it does for the individual. Um, and I'd kind of like to almost put wrestling Twitter there, not just the community as a whole, but I would like to specifically um, speak about journalists within wrestling Twitter and those journalists. Again, there's a whole name, a list of names I could go through. Um, I want to start with Tom Collihue. He is um, an absolutely fantastic journalist that I have had the pleasure and honor of working with a few times. Um, And um, I'm very glad to have been able to have some very frank discussions with him um, where we both learn. He says that he's learned a lot from me. I feel like I learned a lot from him um, and in how to conduct myself in a more, um, in, in a way which 
like gives my words more meaning because um, I'm crediting and I'm using almost a journalistic method based on what I learned from him and the way that he conducts himself within um, podcasts that he does um, and his sports key articles and himself on Twitter. Um, I'd also like to mention like Gary Cassidy, uh, who's also fanatic British um, journalist who, um, again, um, I feel like their integrity is very, very um, intact and they are very good at um, not putting bias into what they do, which is very, again, something that you don't get to see that often. Um, obviously, there are a lot of these names people probably already heard of. So, Sean Ross Sapp, um, who was very nice to wish me a happy birthday on my birthday. Um, he's a very nice guy. And from what I've seen so far, everyone that's worked with him, um, he, again, has quite a lot of integrity. He's not afraid to speak um, on certain topics, but he also reports very well. So, um, and also actually, if I'm mentioning names, Kristen Ashley, who um, is a fantastic advocate for women's wrestling, and yeah. uh, she does not get enough praise, she does not get enough time for people to mention her name, and um, she does a lot of really good work as well, and she's also not afraid to speak her mind, um, and I'm glad to have these people, um, and there's so many more names as well that I'm missing, and I do apologize, but... Um, these are the people that I look to um, for for the standard um, of how to report responsibly, and that's something that I think that within wrestling uh, wrestling community and wrestling Twitter, especially in the wrestling journalism sphere, um, those are the people that I definitely look to. Um, so that's a positive: is journalists that are not afraid, but also do not dredge. Because, as I said earlier on, RSN, that's the negative side of wrestling journalism. That's the low-hanging fruit. That's the chasing views, chasing money. That's not the way that we should be doing this. Those people that I've mentioned, those are the people are the way that we should be doing this. Holding people to account, but in a very responsible, constructive way. Yeah, and I think the thing that stands out with uh, with all the names that you mentioned there is there seems to be um, like a race, like to be first past the post with with wrestling news, like uh, who can come out with the spoilers quickest. And I, I know uh, we're having dealings with Tom and with uh, with Gary, um, um, and definitely with with uh, Kristen. Um, that they're not they're not that like they will get double and sometimes triple check their sources. And even if it means that they're not the first out, they will still make sure that they've got that kind of integrity, that uh, what they're putting out is something that they can rely on to be as accurate as possible. Uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, there's not enough wrestling journalists like these people uh, who are willing to, to kind of like come in second place just to make sure that their news is accurate rather than just fire out whatever kind of salacious rumour or even med up stuff that, that comes out. So yeah, it's a it's a very, very good pick. I think it's very I think it's very, very hard in a in an industry that like a lot of people, the mainstream in uh, air quotes would look down upon an entertainment mm -hmm. form that the re the mainstream may look down upon to be a journalist within that field and not sensationalize and look for cheap ways to do things and actually be a journalist. It's a really hard job and they do a very hard job. Like they do a lot of work to do that. So I, you know, that's, that's why I, that's why I kind of look to them, but yes, 
um, it's and it's really interesting to see it like to see that kind of journalism happening like to see this historical account of things which isn't um, which isn't biased based on what wrestling promotion you've bought this week mm-hmm. on a network. Yeah. Yep. I think it's a great choice, and uh, I, I've said I've said on Twitter re- Twitter, Twitter recently, but um, you done you, you yourself did a video with Tom Collahue, um, mm. which I just think should be a user manual before you even comment on social media on a wrestler. <laughs> never mind going into uh, never mind going into um, journalism. I mean, it, it's must watch if you want to go into journalism because uh, that uh, that that video was fantastic and really made me evaluate. Um, kind of how i how i respond to news stories on twitter thank you thank you you know that was that was mainly tom as well that was as i said that was the the topic i kind of brought to the dance but tom was the one who and as i said if you watch that video i left in any point where i was wrong i was like no this needs to stay in because i need to know like people may ask this same question or make this same mistake and no you're right he's uh, learning again maturing wrestling twitter has given me wrestling twitter has been my little nursemaid as i've been in the gestation period since about january and like it's it's that was one of the really pivotal lessons i feel like i learned and that was thanks to tom um so, but thank you you're welcome and, and, and it wasn't one-sided at all it was it, it was very much a, a two-sided discussion it was it was brilliant Yep, it was. It is a great video, and it's a great segue to to my second pick and our third pick overall. Um, man, is is content creation. Um, so we mentioned earlier about the RWC, uh, and with the kind of explosion of of the internet wrestling community, we got um, a plethora of, of people wanting to get their views and their thoughts on wrestling out there, and with that came content creating. Uh, with the likes of writing blogs, uh, columns, uh, reviews, uh, uh, the, the medium of the written word really kind of expanded uh, as the internet expanded and the, there was a massive audience there for, for people wanting to, uh, to digest other people's takes on wrestling. But the thing with content creators is the, that they're an ingenious bunch of, uh, of people and uh, it didn't take long before they started to, to enter different formats of content and, and forge different paths and then the, 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 the massive explosion of the likes of YouTube uh, became a huge source of, uh, of fan creator content, one that Fowler is very, very much uh, embedded in. Uh, but then along along with that comes uh, live streaming and uh the explosion of Twitch, which started as a gaming platform, uh, it's now a, a very viable kind of platform to go and get your wrestling uh, uh, content. Uh, but then we get to my preferred medium of choice, uh, podcasting, uh, the audio. Um, as someone who kind of always wants some sort of like background noise, is on the go. Um, listening to podcasts ticks every single box. Uh, it's portable. It's easy to to find, and you just need a pair of headphones, and and you're away in your own little world. Um, so after a little while of listening to the the kind of big hitters in uh, wrestling content, uh, your ex professional ex uh, professional wrestlers and, and your professional podcasters, people like Stone Cold Jericho, um, even the Comrade Thompsons, um, I felt that fan created content was was what spoke to me more the, these people sounded like me they spoke like me they had similar kind of views um 
and it wasn't long before that um, the kind of world of internet uh, wrestling community and content creation merged for me because uh, I, I ended up being in contact with a lot of these creators, guys like like uh, Foul, uh, Anthony, Smart to Death, and uh, I built up a, quite a few friendships. Uh, and and with these friendships, I found that people did their own content. I mean, me and Paul kind of literally happened on a conversation of uh, of him having a podcast. It was just kind of a throwaway comment, and yeah, it was just it was cool to to see someone who I was talking to on a regular basis going there out there putting out content. So I'll, I'm the kind of person who will, I'll go and definitely check out their stuff and 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 see what it's about. Uh, but I've never really had that kind of. Um, that kind of uh, feeling to make my own content. It was just not something I thought was for me. And then I got invited on a couple of podcasts uh, with uh, Matt Willis, uh, the Matt Attack UK, and uh, a friend of the show, Ray Cash, who's uh, going to be on next week. And I I got the bug. I really, really got the bug for for that enjoyment of, uh, of having conversations about wrestling with people half of the world away. Just the excitement and the thrill of it. Um, so I thought, yeah, maybe this is something I could do. I spoke to uh, quite a few creators. I know I got a lot of help from the likes of Fowl, from the likes of Warren Hayes, Ricky and Clive. All I kind of like tapped up everybody for help and information on equipment and kind of style and how to how to really get in, into creating content and and with all that, that generous help I took a plunge and and it's now two years down the line I'll probably create more content than anybody in the whole community um and for me it, it's it's the conversation it's never been about clout or it's never been about being the biggest uh, creator or being the most popular or making a huge amount of money from it. It's always been about having great conversations and the fact that I get to spend a day a week with the likes of, of uh, a guest and, and Paul and just having a really good conversation. I mean, the amount of times we've actually had genuine belly laughs about the absurd parts of wrestling, it's, it's, it, it helps when you've had a stressful week and you just know that you're just going to be able to have a laugh. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go with content creation. I think it's one of the best things that have come out of, of this kind of a boon of the internet wrestling community. And I'm just so, I'm glad that I'm part of that. And I'm really, it's always going to be a thing where if as, as long as I'm having fun doing it, I'm going to be putting my voice out there. So and if I've got the likes of Paul to have on that journey, all the better. So yeah, for me, I'm going with content creation. I'm there with you all the way, man. Well, I am now anyway. <laughs> Until yeah, the next virus hits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but it, it just it just is it, it's I look forward to uh the midweek when we're recording a podcast. It it That's really is what I look forward to the the research and finding out the stuff that perhaps I didn't know or the or the stupid things that we've 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 come up with as an idea. It's just it's just fun for me and I really do enjoy it. Yeah, me too. What what was the first thing that kind of planted that seed in your head about um, creating content out of interest? Yeah, um, like I said, it, I I wasn't. It was never a thing for me. I had I listened to hundreds and hundreds of podcasts, and it was just never. Oh, I could do this. I'd never got that kind of epiphany until I'd been on someone else's show, and there. Uh, I got feedback from Matt and and uh, Ray because I did both their shows. I think it was like 
one day after the other and like I said I'd never been on a show before and then all of a sudden I was like a bus I was having two shows in two days and I was absolutely nervous with was I felt like I was robotic and again yeah, they got really good feedback and they were and both of them was well yeah you should do this you've got a, like a, a good attitude for it and it was kind of that thing like yeah I bet I could do that and I think it took me about three or four months maybe of, of, of uh, gathering information off people and kind of like wanted to take that step and I've since uh, been a podcast I've, I've like seen other people start their journey and they've come to me for advice and it's the same kind of thing that you, you you think oh I'm going to start doing it and then you panic you're like I don't know what to do is it going to sound good what equipment do I get and I, I like to kind of pay forward where I'll help people on their road to a podcast so yeah that's kind of I'm that's what I'm the podfather now, I suppose. I help people create their content. But yeah, I think the epiphany was being on other people's shows and 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 like getting that feel for it. I think that I think the rush of being on someone else's show, like like here, it's 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 so indescribable and it's so weird. Like obviously we all know each other for some time now. So like in this kind of show, I'm I'm happy to dip in and out, but like you'll go on some shows and especially when you first start out you constantly like this is why i always just always say i go on people's shows and fuck their format up because i just go on this show and i'm like well i i know that you've got like an established thing that you do but can i just like it's 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 almost like that wanting to be the person in control of that show and then the second that you've done it a few times you're like oh i could do this and it is weird like for me, it was strange because I'd already done the YouTube stuff. Coming into podcasting was like totally different because instead of now like speaking to a void, there were like other people like involved in the conversation that I'm like, oh wait, I need to shut up because that person's speaking. Oh wait, I need to. And it's a different skill, isn't it? Um, but mm-hmm. I have absolutely loved like you, for example. I love coming on a mags like a mags joint show because it's like mags plus someone or just mags has got this idea and like the amount of like seeing your journey and like the like the level of creativity in the concepts to begin with as a base and then working on that like it's great and just the the goddamn like quantity of the amounts that you put out there <laughs> like it's no but it but it need but it it speaks All to me killer, no killer exactly but you know what it speaks to me because it's like i could it's like so mags can attest to this yeah so on so obviously we're recording tonight it's thursday and so on tuesday i message mags and i'm like say if you're ready for tonight like eight o'clock and he's like what are you talking about and i'm like so the recording's tonight right you know why i thought that because when we're on headlock talk show on saturday night after i hadn't slept for like 38 hours mags is like i'll speak to you on tuesday night like you probably oh, said thursday did, yeah no i yeah. didn't say tuesday yeah. yeah, I did. So, so in my mind, I was like looking for my DMs, and I was like, I maybe I did say, maybe I did say Tuesday. It has been like three hours, whatever. So I'm like, I'm ready to go. But that point was, I am not organized as well as someone like Max because I would have been sitting there going, well, I guess you know, we've got stuff to do, and I would have told other people that I couldn't do something on Tuesday, and then afterwards, well, uh oh, lols. But it just it speaks to how organized you are to do that much. But it also shows how much you enjoy it because because there's a lot of work that goes into one podcast, let alone the mass that you do and being able to do everything else. So content creation in the wrestling community, it's 
for me especially over the past few months like being able to do different things and tie it into wrestling like you know i've always wanted to do these kind of things but there was never an audience but it's now like cool well i guess if i mash up like rock hudson and the rock people might like this but otherwise, like, that joke is really weird and it would never make sense anywhere. But the wrestling community are like, lol, it's foul. Like, I'll just get that now. Lol, it's him. Like, I give him a pity laugh to start with, at least. Um, and um, and it's given me that confidence to want to do this stuff. So, like, you guys are doing this stuff. Um, obviously, everything that you guys do, this show in its existence, like, is a, is a testament to two people that are on different uh, essentially different parts of the world that they could be that come together and have a chat on a wednesday night it is wednesday no it's thursday on a thursday night <laughs> on a thursday night with an idiot from another part of the world um but no it's really cool man and wrestling content content creation within wrestling i have never been so driven to learn how to do something um, and know how to do it and express myself in a different way than I have been being in the wrestling community because it's um, sometimes an arms race of creativity, but I thrive, then that happens. I love it. I love it. So I, you've already uh, said you're not vetoing that, so that that pick is staying on our Mount Rushmore. Uh, Fal, let's go to you to finish your Mount Rushmore off. Um, so I was going to go for content creation myself as one of them, but I figured that you guys go for it. So um, with my with my last one, um, it would probably be the most positive things to come for wrestling has been, and I want to say in the nicest way, but wrestling has been a great security blanket this year, um, and I don't and I mean that in a general way. Um, and I don't mean that in a condescending way whatsoever, because it's been a security blanket for me as well. I've been sitting there sucking on my thumb. Like, um, yeah, it's it's I, been a I great... get what you mean. It's, it's something you can lean on, knowing that the world's burning, but you've got something that you can switch your mind off and go and enjoy and not have to worry Exactly. Like, it's it's been there for, I think, all of us. It's the one form of entertainment, like... I watch EastEnders. So for those of you that are from Britain, yeah. And he, tonight, before the show started, EastEnders is coming back September 7th. Yeah, I'm so excited. Like, same day as Hollyoaks. I'm excited same for Hollyoaks. Same day as my new yeah, job starts, so yeah. New job, Hollyoaks. It's all great. It's all what great. Like, what a day for all of us. The triple threat. Yeah. Um, we should all go for but, a carvery and celebrate. Oh, we should, shouldn't we? <laughs> oh, that would be legendary. Uh, let's go. Let, let's go down to the Queen Vic. Let's go to the Queen Vic. Like that would be fantastic. <laughs> I'll buy. I'll buy. I'll buy you all something down. Um, yeah, I'll buy you something down the fish and chip shop down Ian Beale's fish and chip shop. But um, it's a. Uh, it's well, it's been. It's amazing. I see. See, it's crazy, man. Like so, they had like their first season break. Even EastEnders, which has been going on for about twenty, almost thirty years, had a break because they couldn't produce content anymore. TV shows started to become repeats. It, like nothing in reality happened. Wrestling kept going. Like I spoke to my uncle not that long ago, um, and he was asking kind of like what I'm doing, new job and stuff. And I was like, so he's an entrepreneur, and he always looks towards new things, but he doesn't always have the heart for those things. So I'm like, I still like wrestling. He's like, you still like wrestling? And we're talking about it. And um, he was like, he always told me once. He said, 
what if your business, like your idea that you're going to make content wise, what if it just decides it's not going to happen tomorrow? I was like, it's wrestling. It's never going to go away. And like, he laughed in my face, like literally laughed in my face that day. And when I spoke to him and a lot of his businesses have had to go by the wayside because a lot of them were beauty and stuff like that, which is not really happening in the pandemic. He was like, what about wrestling? And I'm like, well, you guess what? Like, wrestling just kept going. You know, your football that you watch, that ended, didn't it? Wrestling didn't. Like, pretty much the day that everyone got told you got to stay in your house, Wrestle Talk put on, like, that No Fans Monday thing. Like, immediately, there was not even a second of no wrestling. It was like, no fans, eh? Cool. This thing is going to happen on YouTube for you people. And then WrestleMania. Mm? Yeah, WrestleMania is actually going to happen. And it was been such a great distraction from the world but in in a very in a very healthy way i don't know i think it's helped wrestling innovate as well i think uh with the likes of the cinematic matches and and the the wwe thunderdome it's 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 made wrestling kind of um change the way it's 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 uh, broadcast i think and the way we perceive it like mm-hmm. the way that we can perceive a wrestling show because up until the start of this year it was always oh well look they couldn't draw enough fans look how empty the arena looks oh look they had to top off half of it who do they think they're kidding they can't even sell 700 seats now this saturday and i was listening to the all out media call just before now um and they're going to have Tony Khan's like, we might have 700 fans in the arena and people are like celebrating this like it is the second, because it is, because it actually is, because it's like now that's no longer going to be a perception about what your product is like, how good it is. Because even before this, like people used to make fun of the NWA for their studio shows. They were like, oh, they're going to only draw like uh, WWE can have millions. And it's like, well, no, everyone's leveled. This is a level playing field now. The quality of your work and your presentation is going to be what cuts through. Um, yeah. And that's great. And I think it's the fact that uh, when something is on the verge of being took away, you realise just how much you enjoyed it and you kind of want it more. Yeah. What, what the hell would any of us have done or talked about for the last six months? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, mate? Like, genuinely, though. But... You, you know what? Like, I had I had this little period, I had this little period of time at the beginning of like the lockdown for us in the UK when it first went out. So I live in a shared house, so everyone was taking it in different ways. Now I had already quit my job, so I was basically the guy that was like, "So you're all going to be here now." Thanks. Like, I didn't think you guys were going to be here every day. I quit my job so that I'd have an empty house, but that's that's fine. Um, and like everyone was taking like one of the guys worked from home, another guy wasn't working, another guy was um, was kind of looking for work as well. So everyone's kind of in the house now. Everyone had this period of kind of like like we all had it, even I had it of like existentialism, like existential dread even. And you were kind of all looking around going like. I don't, like, what am I then? Like, so what am I? And after drinking for, like, the third day straight, sitting in the hot, and hot, I don't know why it was so sunny, British sunshine, and I'm like, what am I? This, I'd come back to this. I'd be like, oh, well, uh, Raw's on tonight. 
oh well just my dad and i'll be like okay and it just drew me back and then yeah like there was a point i remember where i was just sitting like live streaming me playing like wrestlemania something like on like an old arcade system and i was like what am i doing with my life like but everyone else in the house is going like manic because they were just like so what are you doing and i was like i'm gonna go create some content cool can i come help no like you do you don't like wrestling <laughs> I, I, I can i can like wrestling i could like wrestling i, I could like wrestling no no because i need to go and like edit video and stuff and it's like after a few days you realize like shit man like unless you do something with your time that number one you've got lots of it and when you've got lots of it this is a great way to do something with it yeah what would we have spoken about i think i think we went into like on twitter we started talking about british sitcoms and stuff for a long time i remember that happened for ages when there was like no wrestling for like two days and um then we started talking about minder i remember that like and that was there's another thing i was like that was about april march time like how long has this year been like really yeah. in six months so much has happened um so we're many in people the have back left of the year we're in the back quarter yeah, of the year crazy already. crazy shocking for me i i think this i think this was a a bit of an injustice and kind of one of those instances of complete misinformation on twitter and just 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 grabbing the wrong end of the stick because wwe and AEW came under enormous criticism on social media for running the shows and putting the wrestlers at risk, apparently. Um, and I think they, I think they both deserve enormous credit for carrying on and the wrestlers who chose to carry on um, deserve enormous credit because um, you know, I saw earlier um, you were, you were um, commenting on Tony Khan's uh, um, conference call. Mm-hmm. And he said it himself. You know, it's, it's it's created opportunities for wrestlers who wouldn't usually get those opportunities. You've seen the, the same in WWE, and that is the evidence there that all these wrestlers had a choice. And you can see by the by the absence list, or every single wrestler had a choice. They didn't have to be there if they didn't want to, and they were treated as adults and as professionals to make that choice for themselves. So, but everyone obviously has to criticize. Big bad Vince or big bad Tony, depending on what side they're on, and they, I, th- I think they just got it com- completely wrong. Like I said, I think WWE and AEW deserve massive credit for for keeping a bit of normality on TV. Uh, you know, wrestling, wrestling, wrestling is a massive solace for a lot of people. Um, you see, you know, again, you see on Twitter every day. A lot of people value it very, very highly. Um, and for that to have been taken away, as well as pretty much every other freedom we <laughs> we previously enjoyed, it, it could have it could have had a devastating effect on a lot of people. You're right, and yeah. I mean, I was one of the people who criticised uh, WWE and, and AEW for for wanting fans at the shows. But again, I'm, I'm I've never been of a, a kind of person who has a, uh, a steadfast opinion, and it cannot be swayed no matter what. And I can see now that back then. Yeah, it was good that they they still brought us a product because what would we have uh, what would we have uh, talked about? What would have been our kind of a security blanket? Going back to to uh, Fowler's point, what would have been our security blanket in in this horrific time? Yeah, and that's the crucial thing. They never actually put a fat one fan at risk. So they provided the entertainment, but never put one fan at risk, and 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 that's what's mm-hmm. important. Like I said, it is it, is up to the it's up to to wrestlers whether they want to do it or not 
if I go, See, if I want to go back to the office tomorrow, that's my choice. Like what they did, what they did in Japan, like with New Japan, um, that was like what I think was really interesting with wrestling, and I think it was almost like. In some cases, it was a microcosm of what was happening within that country or within that society. And so in the United States, you almost had a kind of like, we're just going to soldier on. We'll get it done. And in Japan, with New Japan, obviously the way that the whole of the country was is obviously they've got fans back now. And that first show that they had fans at, they did the major angle they needed or that was expected of them to get that massive reaction. And even now, what they did at like um, at Jungu um, at Summer Struggle, um, that was that was very interesting. The stuff like being in a baseball park, I'd never seen that before, and that was a spectacular way to present it, but still keep the fans safe and do that in a responsible <laughs> way. Because I was critical of what was going on at the beginning as well, because I'm a bit like this isn't we shouldn't just be there's a whole pandemic why are we doing wrestling stuff but then it came down to it is like this isn't going to be over in a week this isn't going to be over in two weeks this ain't even going to be over in a month it's probably not going to be over for a few years in full totality (laughs) so what do we do like all the big shows have to cut themselves because you can't get a whole bunch of like stars to fly in and do 20 different days for one day of footage you kind of can with wrestling like it's got a very unique aspect to it where it's just two people and if it wasn't for wrestling innovating and moving forward a lot of the other things probably wouldn't i think the wwe innovated a lot of Stuff and AEW and other wrestling promotions innovated so much that the product that we watched last year compared to what we watch now is so different um, for so many good reasons, I think. like a, I was thinking about this earlier on, actually. This whole demo god thing with Jericho and AEW, if it wasn't for the pandemic, AEW wouldn't have gone so meta and fourth wall breaking as much as they did, but they did. And we loved them for it because every time they did, the WWE would have to inch closer to kind of break that fourth wall themselves. And then they'd get ever so close. And now you've got Randy Orton saying that, you know, he's the, we had Randy Orton and Edge in a goddamn match. So it's the greatest wrestling match of all time before the match has even happened. And you're like, WWE, I hate you so much. You're working me, but I love you so much because you're working me and you're doing it correctly. You're doing it right. Like, even with Roman Reigns now, this would not be happening if the rest if wrestling wasn't in the current state that it's in, or the world isn't the current state that it's in, sorry. But um we wouldn't be able to get so angry over it when there's not even fans there, because they were virtually. And it speaks to something that I said a long, long time ago, which is the WWE never did this properly, but now they've learned. They were always trying to work the people in the building when they should have been working everyone outside of the building. And now they know how to do that properly. And AEW always knew how to do that. But WWE do now. And I can't wait to see what they've got in store for us coming up to the end of the year. Because this was something that uh, Tom actually had a colleague who said in Sports Kida, And it was something that he said um, on his live stream. But it was expected that the Thunderdome was going to be in existence. Um, they had the lease till the end of the year. So they've got the lease to the Amway Center till the end of 2020. And then it's kind of where you're going to go next. So yeah. they've 
they've got I can't wait to see what they do for the rumble. I can't wait to see what they do for the rumble. So security blanket as uh, the wrestling security blanket is a great pick. Uh, Paul, finish off our Mount Rushmore. Okay, I mean that was actually going to be my next one, um, but I'm not going to I'm not going to pick it now. Let's go for something a bit different. Um, I'm going to go for um, choice. Um, I think a, a big positive about pro wrestling right now is is the amount of choice you've got, um, and not just us mm-hmm. as fans, but the wrestlers themselves. We've uh, well, we've we've seen you know we've, we've obviously seen um, John Moxley exercise his choice and go and become the AEW champion and a New Japan US champion. Very recently, we've seen uh, Eric Young and and Diona. Doing a, I can't, I'm not sure her name. Doing a Parazzo. 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 <laughs> um, well, did they exercise their choice? They were released, but you know, what I mean, that they they were released and they were able to go elsewhere and and become big big stars and champions in uh, in Impact almost immediately. Um, and you do just now, you can watch whatever you want for like the first time in history as a wrestling fan. If you if you want to be a synergy pro wrestling fan uh, based in Abergavenny, you can, you can, uh, and you can give them your money and you can support them and you can support the wrestlers through, through pro wrestling tees. And you, you can do whatever you want. I can watch pro wrestling Noah whenever I want. Um, whereas before it would be looking out for clips and bits and pieces on YouTube, if you were lucky. And obviously before YouTube um, tape trading, which I was, I was never, I was never part of. So, so yeah, I, I just think that the, the vast, the vast number of options that that are that are that are available, uh, available out there, and um and you know Fight TV are, are doing great things in making loads more companies more visible. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the British companies before coronavirus were more and more were going online, and and not just not just going online and streaming, but putting their whole back catalogs on. Um, you can you 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 can pick a company. And you can go watch their entire history if you want and become a fan. Um, and it's just fantastic. And like you alluded to earlier, in the community, the community is a great shopping window for for um, finding what choices are out there. And you see people talking about companies you've never heard of. Um, and again, click of a button, you can go check it out yourself. Um, GIFs or GIFs, whatever you want to, however, however they're pronounced. They're like, I pronounce it Sif. Sif? Bang and the work is done. Lemon, lemon sip. Yeah, but again, it's like a a short snap grabs your attention. Again, find out what it is and go go check it out. Um, and 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 it's great for wrestlers because for 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 a long time, NXT was the the holding bay for pretty much every wrestler who'd ever got a bit of clout in their life, and now. WWE's hand has been forced, and they had to do what they what they did in releasing a lot of wrestlers. And uh, and now wrestlers have the choice of never even going to WWE if they don't want to if they don't want to do that. Um, and 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 seemingly make a comfortable living. So I I, I think it's a great era to live in because of that. It's a great pick. It really really is. And um, we've said many times on on this show, and on, I've even mentioned it on where I've watched quite a lot. Of, we're in the best era of wrestling for choice. We there's never been an era where 
you can have a very specific kind of niche um, uh, style of wrestling that suits you, and there is definitely going to be a company out there that will will satiate that need. So, yeah, it's a great, great bit. Something out there for everyone. Absolutely. Yeah, no, they're really, they're really, so, they're really, really, really is. They really, 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 really is. They are. was speaking. Zig Zig Ah. So, Mr. Fowl, um, what we need from you now is a topic uh, for a future guest. Uh, before the pandemic era uh, occurred, me and Paul would would throw out uh, choices, but uh, since Paul's come back and he's, he's, he's developed a bit of a lazy streak, we just leave it up to the guests now and uh, we uh, let the guests decide what kind of topic they'd like to hear about Rushmore on. So, um, what topic would would Fable Original like to hear a, a Badlands Mount Rushmore on? Okay, so um, so let's think. Hmm, I I'd like to hear a Mount Rushmore on um, ooh, biggest defections to another promotion. It's a good one. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, your Mount Rushmore. Lex Luger's got to be in there straight away. But obviously, you're gonna you can get some like I would I would think because it's a very interesting thing to think. Even now, obviously, we got defections, but Lex Luger, yeah, most definitely. And it's like I'd I probably want to I'd say like Kurt Angle, like because Angle to TNA. Oh my God, that was some sneaky. That was some like eighty sneak. That was. That was some like that was some, like I'm Kevin Nash and I've quit wrestling and now I've gone to another promotion trying to sneak. That's lie. Like goddamn it, that he is. That's why he's a technical marvel. Oh, Transition straight the, into it. One of the 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 best ones was the Brian Pillman one where he actively conned WCW into giving him his release, pretending it was a storyline, and then went and signed for WWE. <laughs> uh, which is just that guy finessed the absolute. Brilliant out of WCW. So yeah, it's a great topic and one we've never ever had before. So yeah, can't wait no. to, to to talk about that one. Um Paul, this has been absolutely amazing. Uh let the Badlands listeners know uh where they can get out of foul original and your danky dank dank memes. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks for having me on. This has been very enjoyable. Um, it's nice. It's, it's very nice to get down to chat to some some classy Brits. I speak to Yanks all the time. I love you all. I love you all. But um, you can find me on Twitter at foul underscore original. You can find me. Um, today I have my window open, so every now and then I'm muting when a car goes past. So uh, today... <laughs> It's classy. But you can find me on Twitter at foul underscore original. You can also find me on Instagram at foul original, no underscore. Um, go to fouloriginal.com. You can go to my Patreon, uh, tier start at $1. Um, I've got an album on there, loads of other stuff. I'll be producing some more image-related content moving forwards this uh, this month. Um, but go check that out. Uh, go to my YouTube, youtube.com slash foulorigineralwrestling. Um, I have a weekly show which happens every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. UK time called the weekly wrestling recap on my YouTube channel 
where we talk about wrestling um and it's uh, it's fun time we have a live chat and i am going to be live tweeting for loads of other stuff you can also now if you watch the fight tv um presentation of aew dynamite you can find good old foul original as a black belt in the chat so i'll be there helping to have a little chin wagon stuff there's a lot of brits in there from the last week that i was in there on wednesday so if you see the chat and you see the name foul original that is actually me um, and I'll be uh, very grateful to fight for giving this opportunity to be able to work with them. Um, and uh, it's 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 a it's like a dream come true. Um, and I'm very very glad to do that. But yes, you can find me on Twitter, and then obviously a yeah, dank memes all the time. You can find a lot of my memes in the subreddits, and I'm also file original there. Yeah, it's it's been absolutely amazing. I mean, I I know I speak for Paul. Uh, we've, we've known you for for so long, and to see how how much of a pillar of this community that you, that you are, and how um, even though you you're huge, absolutely huge compared to the likes of us, you've still never kind of um, lost that that kind of link with the rest of the community. It's it's something really really that a lot of us appreciate. Well, it's it's one thing that I wanted to say, and like a lot of people always say this to me, it, it's hard to kind of explain, but I never, like, numbers to me don't mean a lot. So mm -hmm. uh, to a lot of people, they do. But to me, it's stuff like this that means a lot more. Um, like some of the things that I've done, those have been really fun for me as a wrestling fan, not as someone looking to just make a bag. And... I think that's the difference is that I was always here as a wrestling fan first and someone that was grateful to be part of the conversation to begin with and grateful to be given an opportunity. And I never see anyone beneath me. We're all goddamn peers and you guys are my peers and anyone that's starting like a podcast or something, we're all just peers. No one is better than anyone else. And if you, as long as you remember that, like you'll have fun time doing content. Absolutely. Uh, but we are all better than Paul Tully, especially at outros. So, Paul, I know I threw you for a bit of a loop without you having to quickly edit your script for your outro. Do you think you can nail it this week? I didn't bother editing it, so this will be good, won't it? <laughs> and I was just feeling nice, nice and positive vibes running throughout me then, and you had to bring me down at the end, didn't you? Tom. Bully, bully, you are. <laughs> I'm one of the negatives of the wrestling community. <laughs> <laughs> I like how I said everyone who criticised WWE and AEW at the beginning were dickheads, and then you both went, "Actually, we did." Whoops. <laughs> yeah, but I think, like... I think I think that's a good thing that the, you can look back and, and know that yeah, you you were you were wrong. How I know that my attitude back then, whilst I felt like I had good intentions, yeah, it was the wrong attitude to have, and I'm I'm happy to kind of admit that. It's like when you look back. It's like when well, I don't really, I'm not really on there anymore. But every now and then I'll get an email from Facebook, and it will say, "Hey, do you remember what you posted ten years ago?" And I'll be like, "I was such an emo. Like, why did I say that?" <laughs> like, and I can laugh at myself. Like, there's a photo I put up on Twitter of myself, like looking like an absolute crazy person with like my hair, my ringlets, and stuff. And I was like, "That's one of the only photos that survives from that time." Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> Wow. 
<laughs> I know how you feel because uh, basically the only photo that exists of me online is uh, hugging Marty Skill. So also you're on yeah. the front of PWI, so you know, yeah. like oh, swings uh, around right. <laughs> no, don't say swings around about it's around Marty Skull. Yeah. Jeez. That's, that's not a good thing. <laughs> that's where we oh, met. Yeah. I, this is why I'm never gonna get any any work with Brit wrestlers. Like not because of that, but because like because because I'm making jokes about it. But but in all seriousness, no. Number one on PWR, hugging a nonce. <laughs> Career highlights. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, uh, the, these two might be willing willing to admit that sometimes you're wrong. I I of course I'm never wrong mainly because I don't really commit opinion to Twitter anymore. <laughs> I play the safe game. But if you do want to if you do want to see my fluffy um fluffy opinions, I'm at, at Raincounter on Twitter and I'm also part of the at Five Nerds Go collective. Collective. Where did I get that Ooh, word from? Classic. <laughs> it's not a collective, just me and Matt talking shit once every month or so. But come check it out at Five Nerds Go. Um you can find my illustrious co host here the man the uh the king of uh podcast producing all right let's see if i can get them all right here now we've got firstly he's at dej kirkby dej kirkby on twitter that's the most important place to find him then he has at five rounds pod or five rounds pod mm-hmm. on and that is on the visionaries global media network and chair shop and chair shot and chair shot sorry and uh somewhere he's else very soon um, he still has why we watch yeah still has why we watch um that's also on visionaries global media network and anywhere Correct. else uh no just on visionaries okay he has talk at the table on visionaries on visionaries he has um radio techers uh well that's technically not man uh it's me and tanner from headlock talk uh yeah that's on visionaries and also we'll be coming up very soon in a super secret project uh so yeah uh look out for that on the radio techers uh twitter page at radio techers there you go and i feel like i'm missing one more am i missing one more this show this one that we're on right now this one (laughs) and you can find this every week on the Cheershot Cheer Shot Radio Network um, on every Thursday. Um, and you can also get all your all your hard-hitting pro wrestling news, opinion, and much, much more over on thecheershot.com. Hope everyone has a nice, relaxing sleep, and we put you in a lovely, positive mood. Stay safe and always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.